0: Welcome to the Startup to Something Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good.
1: How are you doing? Good. Very good. You didn't get blown away on your walk this morning?
0: Uh, I actually haven't been out yet.
1: <laughs> oh, it's probably for the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I hear it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like I keep the bedroom window like a crack open just because it gets too hot in there. Sure. And the wind like actually forced the crank and everything and forced the window open. Oh wow! <laughs> it's oh, it's that windy.
1: Yeah, it's it, this is very uncharacteristic for Montreal. We really don't yeah. get that much wind. So how was your week?
0: Yeah, it was good. I've been. Uh, I, I've been. Actually coding, which is good. Ooh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been hard. This whole Stripe integration
1: has yeah. been a lot harder than I thought it would be. Okay, so tell me about this, because I used Stripe checkout on FBars, and it was easy-ish. Well, the documentation made it easy, but like, I was watching your tweets about this, and I was very curious, because I've also worked in enterprise billing, so I'm very curious to know more.
0: I mean, I agree. It, it is easy if your use case is easy. Like uh-huh. if you just want to collect someone's email and credit card and then charge them. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it, it's so easy. Hmm. But um, this, the, the new, the new checkout there, what they call like the customer portal, where all the the pages are are hosted by Stripe. Right. It comes with drawbacks, that like limitations that you don't know about if you're. Use case is simple. And okay. and my first use case was simple. Like I just had one plan. Mm-hmm. So I would just, oh, you, you need a subscription? Well, I send them to Stripe. They give me their credit card and then they come back to the site. There you go. You have a subscription. Okay. And then they create a new a new workflow for a new Webflow site.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would say, oh, well, you need a subscription for that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And I would send them back to the site and they, they pay, they come back. And that mm-hmm. works. And... and The only little weird thing is that you create like a Stripe session and you can put metadata in that session. Mm. So I was able to like, you put metadata, send it, and then it'll come back to you in your webhook.
1: Yes. Yes, I remember this. So Mm -hmm. then
0: that's how I was able to link, okay, this description is for this workflow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then all the events that you've received from Stripe, like it's it's weird because you start receiving them before you get that checkout successful event yeah so like you you have no way of knowing who is this customer when you're getting all those other events mm-hmm. so I, I just i would i would just put them in the database and say they've been unprocessed mm-hmm. and then when i got the checkout and I, I have the metadata then i know okay i know their customer id now i can okay. go back in the database and process all those events mm-hmm. so that's what i did and yeah it worked it was fine but one problem is when you send a customer to you, to the portal, yeah, uh, they just see that they have two subscriptions. They there's no way for them to see which subscription is for which workflow in Power Importer. So they just see you have mm. you know two subscriptions, and you can cancel any one of them. <laughs> mm. So so often, I mean, I would have the problem where they would go to the portal and cancel the wrong one, right? And then I would check the metadata, and then I would I would just block that workflow and then they can't use that workflow anymore and then, then i'd get an email hey i want to i canceled the wrong one yeah so then i'd go in a database and just move over the id to to the other workflow
1: mm-hmm. but uh, so so they just to make sure i understand so they land on the page and there are two kind of additions there one is like power importer like gold edition and the other is like silver or something and they are currently using silver and they want to upgrade to gold or like how, how does that work exactly? Well,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about what I had before all of these.
1: Oh, so, sorry, sorry. So okay, yeah.
0: I only had one plan. So, they just mm-hmm. saw the, you know, the, the Webflow plan and they had two mm-hmm. of them. Right. Yeah, like two different ones because they might have been created on different dates. So, they have different renewal dates. Right, one of them might be monthly, the other one might be yearly, right? Mm-hmm. But okay. otherwise, they they all look identical. You have no way of knowing which one is for which site, Okay, which wasn't that big of a deal. But now I want to introduce three different prices. Right, right. each okay. one has different thresholds for all. The, you know how many CMS items you can have, how mm-hmm. often you can sync.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So now, when I send them to the portal, like it, the like, there's no way for me to send them to the portal to, to say, oh, listen, you need to upgrade this, this one. And that, that's the only one they're going to see. There's there's no way of doing that.
2: Hmm.
0: The only way, when whenever you, you do a checkout, you can only send them to create a new subscription.
2: I see.
0: Or you can send them to the portal where they can go upgrade the plans, but they're listed, all their plan like everything they've they've purchased. Right. So they have no way of knowing which one to upgrade. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess for that.
2: Mm.
0: And you know, the promise is that oh, like they're gonna manage all of these these billing like use cases, right? Upgrading mm. a plan, downgrading a plan, canceling a plan, changing yeah. your credit card info, you know, um, whatever, changing your address so that will mm. appear on the invoices, like right. you know, like that's a lot of pages that you don't have to code. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like it, it seems like it seems like the perfect solution. Hmm. But now it's yeah, that all that's missing, if I could just, you know, change the label that's displayed on the mm-hmm. subscription, that would solve everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or or and also if, if for the checkout, if I could send them and only show them one subscription.
1: Yeah. Show them the script the the subscription that they're changing.
0: Exactly. That's yeah. it. So I mm-hmm. did I detect, oh you need to upgrade your plan because you have more CMS items now.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: could do a Stripe checkout, and they send them to their subscription that they already have, mm-hmm. and their only option is to upgrade it.
1: Right. Well, that's freaking irritating.
0: Yeah. So then, you know, so does that mean I should code all of those use cases on my side now? Like, have these buttons for upgrading, downgrading, canceling. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. Yeah, maybe I could. And then still send them to, to the customer portal for like updating their credit card mm-hmm. or downloading their invoices and receipts. But the problem is whenever I send them to the portal, they can go and modify their subscriptions, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's going to happen. They're going to go and modify the wrong subscription. And so this whole notion of tying a workflow to a subscription, mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. Like, So now I'm trying to find this way of doing Doing the math myself, whenever they're trying to do something, like whether mm-hmm. they're trying to do a sync, they're trying to set up a schedule to, to automatically sync in the background, right. all these things that require that they have a plan,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'll just check at that moment, do you have enough plans to meet this requirement? Right. right. Like you have three workflows, uh, this one requires a starter, this one requires a growth, this one requires a premium,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then I can check, do you have one of each? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You pass. Sure.
1: I mean, you're not the first person I've heard of talk about this specific problem. Like people are like, I love hosted checkout. It's amazing. It makes my life so easy. And then you try to do one thing and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I'm boned. I like, how do I get around this? Or how do I accomplish this? Exactly. Yeah. It's really hard.
0: No, it's it's frustrating. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're going to add it in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean for the longest time you also couldn't collect taxes like through yes. checkout. Mm-hmm. So now they've added that so now you can you can automatically collect taxes.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean frankly it's silly that you can't just be like I'm going to give you a subscription ID and that's the context of of this flow. Like why is it that like not every not every checkout is a visit to a customer portal. Like <laughs> it's just it's just one thing. Hmm.
0: So yeah. So the, the solution I decided to do is, I I don't want to code all these pages, and I'm hoping that Stripe will improve in the next six months, twelve mm. months, so that this will be a this won't be a problem anymore. Mm. So I've decided. I I just wrote all the code on my side to to detect if they have enough subscriptions for the the mm. amount of workflows they're trying to run. Okay. So it's not perfect. It will most likely cause confusion for people that have a lot of subscriptions.
1: Right. This is a, I mean, I'm sure this is a terrible idea or it will make the Stripe UI unusable, but could you programmatically create additions for each subscription um, with the name that you want?
0: Actually, I don't think you can. Okay. Like you, I think there's a limit to how many products you can create. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to create yeah an infinite amount of products. There's okay. also they have this new solution they they call like no code solution, hmm. which is payment links. Uh where you generate this you can you can generate through the API or you can go in the console and create a, a link that you can send and mm-hmm. people visit the link and they can pay you. Okay. Um but I don't think it fixes any of these problems.
1: No, for you, because I imagine when you do that it's quite literally like, you tell me how much you want me to collect from the person who's going to visit this page and put in their credit card.
0: Yeah. And it's the same problem. Like, I don't know what you do when you want to upgrade them or... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And they they the Stripe checkout also supports upselling, but it but it's limited. Like, I was hoping that I, I could use that also to upsell them to a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they need, you know, they, they need a starter plan, but they might want to get... The bigger plan because they can sync more frequently mm-hmm. so if it was possible for me to send them there and then they they could see all the upsell features but the yeah. only upsell that it supports is like switching someone from a monthly to a yearly uh, that's the only upsell that they, they provide okay so i mean it's good like it's maybe it will increase the, the conversion like right mm-hmm. now i i don't have that many people that that pick the yearly plan yeah. we'll see and then they sure. do have cross selling, but that also doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's like, it's only good for like adding something to the subscription. So unless I would have added these incremental little add ons,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: right. Oh, well, this is the add on that brings you from starter to growth.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This is the add on that brings you from growth to premium.
1: You talking about this just reminds me, like when I worked for AppDirect, I wrote all of this like my team my team built all of this so like yeah you want to review uh oh you have a subscription that you want to upgrade and be like all right so you re-enter the purchase flow and to say like oh i want to update this and then like oh where do you want your add-ons to appear on this page on this page and like you can upsell cross sell list bundle discount like all these kinds of things and i'm like oh man i wrote all that code already what the hell I would say go use After X, but it's too, uh, it's, I think they're, they just went up market. They're, they're too enterprising now.
0: Yeah. And now I'm starting to understand why people go with these other third parties that go on top of Stripe. Mm-hmm. Like I always, I was like, why, why would you pay? Like, you know, I'm already paying Stripe, like almost 5%. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so why would I pay an extra, an extra 5% on top of that for, for some other third party? Mm-hmm. But I, Maybe if they solve all of these things, then yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting. Mm. But the problem with this is the lock in is so strong. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's why I didn't even explore it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, it would be great. I would save a few days of headaches and dev time. Mm-hmm. But the lock in is is just too big. It's too big. Too too big of a cost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it feels okay when you're dealing with Stripe directly because, like, you're handling my payments. I'm probably not gonna, I'm probably not gonna rip that out. But you know, you're also doing the checkout. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, I'll I'll right, bundle those exactly. two things together. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, that's th- yeah, because yeah, everyone's oh, Stripe is just two point nine percent, right? But no, yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know plus plus billing if you want to do subscriptions, yeah. plus this if you want to do tax collection, mm-hmm. and oh, you want to collect in different currencies oh there's like a there's like a hidden fee that you don't really see in the exchange rate yeah yeah, it's it's pretty brutal but but at least it's the only one i have to pay and and really like what's the alternative like there's paddle paddle seems really cool
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, but it's gonna cost you a little more than stripe right and even then i don't know if i I started to look at paddle i was just curious like Mm -hmm. have they solved all this and I don't think they have. I think it's the same thing, the same problem. Mm-hmm.
1: The um, what are some of the uh, billing one? Because I mean, like I'm, I was just thinking to myself, like I wrote this once, I could write it again. Like, what are what are some of these billing solutions that sit on top of Stripe that can manage stuff like this?
0: Uh, like from memory, I, I can think of Chargeify was one from a long a long time ago. I don't even know if they still exist.
1: Yeah, because it seems pretty like crappy to take a percentage because they're not doing the billing. But you, like, because I guess that's the problem with, I don't know, like, charging a percent is interesting because it's like, what are you facilitating? But you're also giving your funnel over to somebody, like, you probably want to pay them reasonably well. Yeah, let's see.
0: Yeah, there's Chargeify, Chargebee.
1: Oh, I've heard of them, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, I see a bunch. Recurly, I see a bunch of them. Okay. But yeah, I didn't even start looking because... I mean, I, I've I've done this so many times. It's it seems like a waste of time, right? But yeah. each time, I I get smarter about it. <laughs> yeah. and and so there's going to be some code I can reuse for my next startup. So sure, yeah, it's whatever. Hmm. So yeah, so yeah, so that was all the problems with Stripe Checkout. Uh, but I did I did pick my pricing though, like that. Okay. Yeah. So. It wasn't it wasn't easy I was looking for like a some easy recommendations like this is how you should do it mm-hmm. but uh, basically I, I looked at all my customers data to see the like, how many CMS items they have how often they sync,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and then I was able to like to do a 80 10 10 split so where eighty percent of my customers could probably stay on the twenty nine dollar plan
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um, the other 20%, they have to upgrade to one, the other two tiers that I created. And that's where, yeah, I decided, oh, I'll make, I'll make the premium one, like, have priority support Mm. uh, because I've had quite a few people, like, often people even reach out and say, like, I'll pay you to fix this. Like, (laughs) so I don't think I'm ready to start doing, start offering that, like, offering a, offerings paid support hmm. but i just know that some people i think will upgrade just for the ease of mind that they have the they have priority in a support queue totally which which is starting to become a problem like i i have i'm starting to have too many inbound emails for support tickets okay i think after this is all done that's probably the next thing i'm going to do is try to try to automate it try to find a tool that will that will help me manage it mm mm-hmm. I mean, I hate ticket systems. Like I don't I don't really want people to have to fill out a huge form. Yeah. But like off like sometimes I just end up having to do it by email. Like I have to ask them mm-hmm. like what's not working? <laughs> Could you give me anything? Like <laughs> you have yeah. you have four workflows. Could you at least tell me which one? <laughs> right? It's like and then could you tell me, like, you tell me this field is not sinking? Could you tell me what the field is? Like, <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Give me an example of where it's not sinking? Like, yeah. So it seems like, yeah, a ticketing system could force them to answer those questions.
1: Right. Yeah. To put some constraints around help, please. Yeah, exactly. in a, in a <laughs>
0: you have to do some of the work, my friend. I can't, yeah. I can't do it all. Like, you have to tell me where the problem is and then I'll look at it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean could you like just use like, I don't know, Tally or some other form system, reform, and then just like have that be your intake and then the last step is like putting your email and then it just like at least then you would put some constraints around things.
0: Maybe. Yeah, there's probably a in the, need in like a very simple no code in this. But at the same time I know this this is a solved problem. Lots of totally. lots of solutions out there. Yeah. And I like the idea of the ones that are that work by email so Mm -hmm. we could start by email and then i could flag it then it becomes a ticket
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and i mean like i think that's probably the experience i would want to like hey let me send an email or like oh yeah it's just free form like tell me what's wrong and even if i had an automated response that was like hey i don't see the word workflow in here anywhere. can you (laughs) tell me what workflow you were you're having problems with
0: yeah yeah exactly and there's, a, I mean, there's a bit of code I can easily add. Also, like right now, I have a link in my footer, and people just mm. click it and it sends me an email. Yeah. But I could dynamically change it. You know, if they're on one workflow, well, then I could put that workflow URL. You, uh, you know, little, just a simple form. That's at true. Least I know which workflow. Look at you,
1: man! I always forget how good of a designer you are. <laughs> I wouldn't say good designer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's an okay UX.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Like, well, I, I mean, great, but UX for sure. Like, yeah, you your your understanding of all of the the small things are so cool, so nice.
0: So yeah, so that was the yeah the pricing split. Um, definitely got rid of the agency pricing. Good. I had so few people actually ask about it, and uh, and I I just had this this coupon this rebate. That I had created in Stripe, and if someone asked for it, I would apply it to their account. Mm-hmm. And every single person that ever asked for it either never used it, like because I would I, I told them, "Yeah, once you have more than one workflow in one more than one workflow site, I'll add it to your account." Mm-hmm. And they never added another workflow. So I was like, "Okay," or cool. they they had more than one workflow and added it, and they churned like a month later. It's like uh, it was like obvious that people who ask for this are the wrong customer. <laughs> sure, because the ag- the agencies themselves they they just pay it. They don't like they don't want to be yeah. bothered. It's like whatever. Like I just I just pass on that cost to the customer. Like
1: mm-hmm. yeah, they're not squabbling over price. They they have a business. They're running it. They're busy.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting rid of that. And I did consider. Metered billing for a, a little bit, okay, for a while because I did ask around like in some of the these founder forums,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, people were saying, "Well, listen, if all the competition is doing metered, you know, maybe maybe there's a reason. Like, <laughs> maybe you should you should consider it." So then, yeah, but then it's like, how do I? I mean, I I don't like metered as a as a consumer,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like I. I like to know what I'm going to pay. Yeah. So, but I mean, maybe it's wrong to think that that's the right business decision. Mm. Just because I like fixed fixed price. Yeah. But in the end, i decided, ah, you know what? It'd be so much more work to switch to metered anyways. Like mm-hmm. I would have to start tracking all the operations that, that they do with their workflows. And, yeah. And then, yeah. Then I can't even think of what the Stripe integration would look
1: like. <laughs> Just thinking, you—I uh, hear you like email support. <laughs> Can you help me understand why? Why my bill is this? Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. No. No. No.
0: I mean, I think I've—I think I I've found some pricing that makes sense. It's still—it's still, mm-hmm. still going to be cheaper than Zapier and Integromat for for a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So. I mean, and, and that's who I want to serve like I don't want to serve the person who who's just gonna set up the workflow and like sync once a month like yeah. well I mean I I will serve them like if if the basic plan suits them like then that's fine hmm. but I doubt they're gonna want to pay 99 a month for that right. but there's plenty of people that you know have Heavy data driven websites that are run on airtable and webflow and then
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's that's who I wanna serve. Like that's a really it's it's a big problem. Uh it's a recurring problem. Like that's I think once I get those customers, there's no churn. Like they're they're gonna keep using the service.
1: They're getting the most value out of the product for sure.
0: And that's why I think I like the flat rate model. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a perfect fit for them. Yep. Agree. So, yeah, so I, th- I think I'm going to be finished this week working on this. Nice. I'm still not sure how I'm going to pull the switch. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, you know, I, I definitely have to set up my mailing list, probably, you know, and email people. Right. Um, I, I do want to grandfather everyone that has a, an active workflow right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, should I give everyone a heads up? Like, hey, on this date, these are new prices. Eh? Um, you know, if you want to lock in this old price.
1: <laughs> like, upgrade uh, to annual.
0: Yeah, upgrade to annual now and mm-hmm. that will be one solution. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I'm trying to think of the experience that I would want. Like if my fees were going up, what app do I love? Like Spotify. Um, if I really love Spotify and they say, hey, we're increasing... Or Netflix, you know, I'm we're increasing our price by three dollars or something, and they gave me the opportunity to go to annual. I would absolutely do that. Um, I wish I could pay annual for Spotify or Netflix, but you can't, weirdly. But also as a business, like like if Gmail let me pay annually, I would do that <laughs> rather than get a bill every month for seven dollars and seventy cents or whatever. Right. And if I could lock in that price, I absolutely would because I'm like I'm going to continue to use Gmail. I would rather just get the I'd rather just get the the price I have now. So I think it makes total sense to either way you want to let people know that the price is going up and to give them an opportunity to to work that way or to continue to at the price they're at. Cuz like how does I'm trying to think of like the the antithetical cases of the price is going up but people don't get an opportunity to upgrade. Like what, like the, what recently happened, happened with WineAb, Like a bunch of grandfathered people all of a sudden were like, hey, your price is tripling or, or something like that. And like what really matters is giving them lots of notice and deciding like what the outcome for each person is going to be beforehand and giving them a chance to mitigate that price change.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, right now I calculated that only 20% of them need to upgrade. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't going to force them to upgrade. I was going to Grandfather them in for a year probably, yeah. but the thing is, I have people that already re- are paying for yearly plans. Mm-hmm. So sure, they get a rebate from doing that, but it seems it seems unfair. Like you know, they they took a leap with you know they took a chance with me right by paying mm-hmm. for a year right. They, yeah. Sure, they got a refund, f- they got a rebate for doing it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. you know they it's it's a good show of faith and. It makes sense that then they they get to keep that price for a year. That's like, but yeah. to give to grandfather or all the people that are paying monthly seems seems kind of unfair. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. Like it seems like mm. like you didn't you didn't commit like these people did. Like the people who yeah. pay yearly they committed. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you want to keep paying this price, you, you could right now commit to upgrade to a yearly plan, and then when I switch over to the new pricing, mm. you'll be safe for a year.
1: Yeah, I don't see anything unfair about that. Because it's not like you're jacking the price on them and not giving them a choice. Because their choice is they can prepay at the price that they have for the rest of the year. Because maybe, you know, they weren't thinking about the price they were paying at all. And it's like, all right, well, the price is going up. So you can, you can can. it's not like you can't get the price that you have, but you do need to prepay. I think that's fair. Like I'm sure there's playbooks for all this stuff, but that seems fair to me. I don't know. Would you give a chance... For someone who's on annual who is like who is due to up uh, due to renew in like a week, would you give them the chance to buy another year at the at the current price
0: i I definitely want to I just don't know <laughs> if it's doable <laughs> yeah. i don't I don't know how you do that with stripe with mm. they're already on the yearly I don't know if there's a way for them to go and say well
1: yeah. Even if you had to do that manually, it'd be still nice to be able to do it. If it's like, oh yeah, let me go like can you do that manually through Stripe to go into like if I had an account to be like, oh yeah, I want to charge Matt's credit card for a prorated thing up till here.
0: I don't. Um yeah, I think so. I think I can up, update the dates on the subscription. I think. Huh? I don't know. I mean, I I just thought of how I could maybe do it. I tell all the monthly people um to uh, upgrade to the yearly plan, like, mm-hmm. soon, like, yeah. give, give them a deadline if you want to lock in this price, because the pricing are going up in a month. Um, and then I tell all the yearly people that um, all your subscriptions will, if they're set to automatically renew, will automatically renew at the end for another year at that price.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically, I'm telling the monthly people, this is the last month you can pay at this price. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling the yearly people, you only get one more renewal at this price. That sounds great. That that is easy to do.
1: Yeah, perfect.
0: I because then I'll know, like I'll be able to go flag, like go cancel all the subscriptions mm. after their their next renewal. Just cancel them, and then they'll cancel at the end of the period.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sounds totally reasonable.
0: Yeah, so that means, yeah, so the people now they'll commit for a year, mm-hmm. and then. The people who have whatever, like six months left, they'll get a year and a half at
1: yeah. this rate. Be nice to get that money now, or <laughs> to get the uh to not have to grandfather. But I guess that's the whole point.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like all the, it was. It, it's gonna suck to get all this hard work that I'm doing, and then <laughs> no one upgrades. Right? Everyone is. It's gonna pay for a year, and then. Hmm. but I'm still getting a bunch of new new subscriptions every yeah. every day. So,
1: yeah. Power Importer is growing. So, yeah,
0: so every all the new customers will be on the new pricing, and even existing customers, I'm not gonna offer them the old pricing for new subscriptions. Hmm. So, if they want, if they set up a new a new Webflow site, unfortunately, that new site is gonna be on the new price. Yeah, but yes basically, but whatever site they already created is already running on power importer that can run for another year mm. and more if they're renewing a, a yearly plan yeah. yeah maybe I should do the math see what that looks like
2: mm. Mm.
0: but yeah I guess mm. those are the next things I have to do is figure out how the transition is going to run yeah when you know when and how, how much delay do I give them sure I have to set up the email be able to send the email yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man Ugh, this, this yeah. sounds brutal
0: <laughs> it's not these are these are happy problems to have
1: yeah that's that's <laughs> very true i'm just looking at it in terms of the work but it's true you're there's going to be a big benefit out of doing this yeah. that's very that's, exciting
0: and i think i'll be at a better place also to easily add new plans mm. now that not that i have this new structure like i think i can easily add a new plan mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not not going into enterprise level yet, but you know, no. who knows? There might be other features.
1: Mm. Microsoft needs Power Importer. Google needs Power Importer.
0: <laughs> I do want those sweet logos on my homepage.
1: That'd be awesome. Fucking Apple, just like oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I sometimes scan my my user list for for domains. <laughs> yeah, just to see who's there. Exactly. Is there any any new ones that that stand out?
1: Yeah, you're rocking the uh, you're rocking the testimonial logos.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not that bad. So yeah, that was my week. Cool. How was your week?
1: My week was very busy. <laughs> not not a big change from last week. Just a lot of uh, a lot of contracting. Um, this past week, though, I started on all of the smart, smart contract development and that kind of thing for one of my clients and man, like the ecosystem is like something I've never seen. Like I've I learned in the last year, I've learned Python. I've spent a lot more time with Python. And you Google like, oh, how do you find the length of an array or something in Python? And like there are coding examples and stuff, but you Google like any concept in like Web3 stuff and in the maturity of the space is amazing. The number of people producing A plus content with amazing visuals, super well-written examples, links to a million other things is just amazing. Like I, I, I've been picking up topics so quickly from just like, oh, here's how it works conceptually to here is like a fully fledged out prototype that you can build on and extend and run with. It's like, this is what development should be. Holy crap. Like the developer experience is, is really impressive. There's so many people creating. Why do you think that is? It's such a good question, isn't it? Like, I I don't know if it's just like a very hot area with lots of people getting involved, but I guess like people who want to make content, who are in the content game are like, hell yeah, let's flock to this and write as much of it as we can. I guess, yeah, maybe it's just really accessible for people who are already in, who are already developers. But yeah, it's, it's wild. (laughs) Like, I... I Google, uh, like when I Google Python examples or Python tutorials about things, I have to like sign in just to be able to see <laughs> like three lines of code. With this, it's like, here's an entire GitHub repo with like fully fledged everything and like, oh, you can actually just deploy this to Ethereum mainnet if you want. And it's like, oh my God, like this is wild. So yeah, it's been incredibly refreshing to just like have zero roadblocks. It just feels like I've been making tons of progress and, like, very little uphill uh, challenge whatsoever. Like, just, yeah, it's bit smooth sailing in a really unexpected way. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish more of this for all developers in the future, because this is incredible. But other than that, yeah, I've just been really busy with that. Um, there's a deadline for that project coming up beginning of March. Um, and... Yeah, it'll be nice to like ship my first big thing for that project and get my client a big win, which would be really, really cool. Um, yeah, they're doing like a drop for investors and other early adopters. So um, just getting everything all set up for that would be would be really cool. And then I can like push my little boat off into the water and be like, go, float. Are you getting equity? Am I getting equity? Uh, I'm just a contractor, um, okay. but... I'd love uh I'd love one of their NFTs or one of the NFTs that we're minting. It would be it'd be fun to know that it's just to be OG and be like, yeah, you know, I helped right. make this.
0: <laughs> you didn't put a back door in the contract to just <laughs> mint you some stuff? You know, that would
1: be sweet. Uh no, it's funny, the um now, because, the, because of the nature of the contracts, when you create them and you deploy them, they can't be changed. You can create stuff to put in them to kind of alter them, like there is internal state that you can manage. Um, but a lot of the big projects that receive funding and have communities behind them all send their contracts for auditing. So there's tons of these auditors around, and apparently it takes... It can take months for them to like sit through your, look through your contract. Apparently they write tests and they validate like, oh, this is how it's working, whatever. And they'll audit it for for stuff like this. Wow. Um, So we'll send it for auditing. And I'm pretty sure a backdoor would be <laughs> very visible.
0: Just like an office space. It's just rounding errors. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's just a rounding error. Matt, why do you have so many NFTs? <laughs> But yeah, that's just been real fun. I've learned a ton. Um I feel like I could give like a TED talk on this stuff now. I feel like I've learned so much. Um, so are
0: you are you sold? Like is your next startup going to be a web3 startup?
1: <clears throat> that's a really interesting question. I don't know. I I'm struggling a little bit with the space still. Like even the project that I've been working on um, I think they're going to launch the name and everything this coming week. I hope they do because it'd, it'd be fun to talk about it in, in actual terms. Right. But it's an NFT game and I think the gaming is really interesting because in that way it's like, oh, you're just making a game and like the web three layer just kind of sits on top of it. Um, but most of it's, it's interesting because most of the financial stuff like the DeFi space and that kind of thing is very interesting, but I don't necessarily want to be like a financial analyst or a quant, uh, like a quantitative financier. Like it that, that seems where a lot of the, like, where a lot of the value lives. Um, unless you're willing to, like, troll discords and get, and try to get in on NFTs and, like, gamble and that stuff. And that's just not that interesting to me. If I could think of a project, like, in, in what I'm doing, if I could think of a project that I could potentially charge money for, that would be really cool. There's a lot of startups out there that are doing kind of picks and shovels for the Web3 space. Um, but even then, like the problems are very technically difficult, extremely difficult, or they're all around off having a wallet or an address and being able to off to something via that. Um, but yeah, it's been very, very enlightening, but I'm not sure if there's an opportunity for me. Web 2 still has so much opportunity. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready to go in on Web 3.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> web 1 still has opportunities. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> web zero (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just been a huge learning experience i'm so grateful that i've gotten a chance to to work in it and i can say that i've yeah done really good work and learned a lot and that i've contributed something back to the space is really cool
0: yeah seriously i mean because yeah i'm super curious about it like i'm super interested in how smart contracts work yeah because i really think there is a huge potential for the future like Mm. Like, I really think the future is on the blockchain. But uh, right now I have zero interest in, like, yeah. buying images. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, it's just... But the idea of being paid to learn it, that, that's mm-hmm. what an opportunity. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I, exactly. I, I I couldn't turn it down. It, it was too interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think right now there's a lot of... I, 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 the the most interesting thing I've seen is is the decentralized finance and the gaming aspect. Because um, I mean, yeah, the smart contracts are really interesting. It's just more. It, I'll be interested to see where it goes or like how we discover what the opportunities actually are. Because yeah, even sending money around and that sort of thing is still pretty scary. Um, still, financial regulation continues to exist. <laughs> Taxes continue to exist. So yeah. I have lots of questions still, so yeah. Hopefully, I'll get a break once the uh, once we meet our deadline. I'll kind of just like it'd be nice to take a, take a couple of days off and just not have to work with such intensity. Because yeah, I you know I, I want my client to win. I want to make sure that he, he gets a product that works great, that's super secure uh, and timely. But it, yeah, it demands a lot of intensity, so it's right. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, that's that's good. It's I mean, it's great that you learned so much, and it's good that it you know, it's coming to an end. So you'll you'll have more time to, to work on other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was really my week. Um, Next week will probably be more of the same, uh, a lot of intensity there. And yeah, trying to find time to record podcasts with more developers.
0: (laughs) That's still the idea.
1: I think so. I, I went on a long walk the other day and I was thinking, um, I got a I got a random tweet from an old old friend of mine, uh, and we caught up. Uh, he was saying that he's doing a boot camp to become a developer. He he did a lot of different things. He's owned a gym. He's been a tr- personal trainer. Uh, he was worked in sales, and he's like, I want to get into development. Development's really cool. So he's doing a boot camp, but it's kind of a non traditional boot camp. Like it's like a um, it's called a hundred devs. It's run by this guy who used to run who uh, used to work at General Assembly. And he, I think he like teaches it over Twitch and releases exercises and stuff. He runs it for free. And it's got a really vibrant community of people who are really supporting each other, which is really cool. Um, and I've just been thinking you know, back to like connecting with people. How can I connect with more people and being, try, attempting to be helpful to people and thinking, how can I be helpful to somebody like, you know, my friend Julian? It's like, oh man, maybe I just need to use their hashtag 100 devs and be like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to be your TA. I'll like, I'll help you for free. I don't give a shit. Just like, just looking to connect and help and be helpful. Um, and just finding more people to help. Same on the Webflow forums. Like I always love your stories about like troubleshooting DNS problems and all sorts of stuff, like using your technical skill to, to help people from like, from outside. But yeah, just trying to be as helpful as possible not looking for stuff in return just looking for ideas and how to be more helpful um and i think right now like i the best way i know how to be helpful with with other developers is to like vent about how shitty code is sometimes <laughs> and about how hard things are and finding solutions to problems and that sort of thing that's how i know how to be helpful to other developers in my sphere anyway
0: you could definitely have heard me venting at the beginning of this week
1: <laughs> <laughs> your tweets were great i don't know i i uh well, I mean, it reminds me that, like, Stripe's not perfect. It's not perfect. There's a lot of holes. It's not the best thing ever. Uh, there's things they can't fix. There's things they won't fix. There's things they may fix.
0: Yeah. I. It's always a reminder that I like to remind myself of is nothing is perfect, right? Because no. I'm a perfectionist, so whenever there's, like, something that doesn't work perfectly, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, this is ridiculous. But then you see this you know, multi-billion dollar company where it seems like a simple fix. Just add, just add a way for me to put a label and. <laughs>
1: mm. Can't I have yeah. just this one subscription in the flow? <laughs> exactly. I'll pass you the ID. <laughs> I have it. Yeah. But yeah, even here, like, I mean, not to take pleasure in your, in your misery, but I don't know. It gave me hope this week to be like, cause I've worked in enterprise billing and I'm like, I know exactly what you're dealing with. And I know why it's hard. Like, I understand that exactly. Uh, And to be like, you know, I don't know if you do this, but I definitely dream on Twitter. I hear people complaining about stuff and I'm like, oh, I could build something to fix that. Oh, I could build something to fix that. It's like, I could totally build an enterprise billing application to help Mark upgrade his one thing.
0: That's, that's the good thing, right? There's always problems to solve.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Whether they're lucrative or not, not important. (laughs) There's always problems to solve. So yeah, I'm hoping next week, I'll have a little bit more time. Hopefully I can find somebody to talk to and go from there, racing towards the deadline.
0: Well, that's great. I can't wait to talk again about new ideas. Yeah, man. Testing ideas.
1: Yeah, same. Same, same. Cool, should we wrap it there? Do you have anything else to talk about? No, that's
2: it for this week. Cool.
1: All right, I'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.